You were doing that. Waluigi. <laughs> Wahoo. I got I'm pretty good at Waluigi. I didn't even know. You could be um you could cosplay that with by but with for the voice. Is, is there a voice cosplay thing? Impressions. You could do an impression. <laughs> Aren't we all just cosplaying Waluigi every day? Oh god. Every day. Every day is Waluigi. <laughs> Every day while Luigi, all day I'm while Luigiing, hustle. Every day I'm wassailing, um, Warioing. Do you know how uh, I <laughs> Mario's opposite is Wario, and Luigi's opposite is while Luigi? Uh-huh. You think there's a Wallex out there somewhere? A Wallex <laughs> or yeah. a, a Warwick? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think that. Okay, so. I, I, yeah, are you Mario and I'm Luigi, or are you Mario? I think you're, I, I do think you're I'm Mario. Mario. I got. I, I I'm think Mario. You got, I think you got Mario vibes for sure. Thank you. Oh my god, thank you. You're not even gonna protest. You're just gonna accept the mantle of Mario. I think you've got um, Wario vibes. <laughs> <laughs> this is my Wario origin story right here. It's when you wouldn't say I, I was like Mario, and then I was like, I said me, you were Mario. And and you made it. me Mario. All right, let's do this episode. Nobody cares. Nobody cares I think about. So. Somebody cares. Somebody out there cares. <laughs> if you care, hashtag I care. <laughs> Hashtag uh, Waluigi. At Bundle uh, Buddies. Welcome to Bundle Buddies, the podcast where we play indie games from itch.io and elsewhere. My name is Alex Honnett. And my name is Eric Taylor Roth. And our producer is Matthew Haddock. We Ooh, are inspired baby. to play. Th- oh, baby. Uh, we were inspired to play through the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality when it was launched in June 2020. I raised over $8 million for charitable causes. We now play through that bundle, other bundles, and other games that celebrate the spirit of indie gaming and social justice. This is episode 66, and we have played 185 of the 3,451 games in our bundles, and we promise to play all of them. Hot dog! Uh, we're, we're, only one, we're only one six away from 666. We're um, from 60. What? <laughs> we're, only, we're only three <laughs> we're only away from 69. Six. Holy shit. Oh, man. Uh, we should do something special for... Well, I was going to say we should do something special for episode, the episode where we played 200 games. But honestly, we should do something special for episode 69. Because that is a momentous number. It is. That's crazy. 200 games. Did we just, did we just blow past 100 without even talking about it? I, who knows? That seems like, I feel like that must have been at the height of the pandemic. Um, You know, our brains truly melted. Uh, We were probably getting angry at one another. Um, (laughs) You know, it happens. It reminds Uh, me of like, uh, you know, the episode of like the Simpsons where Moe's like to Lisa, like, listen, Lisa, I don't like you and you don't like me. And she goes, I like you. (laughs) <laughs> that's the way i feel based on what you just said it's like the height of the pandemic we probably hated each other i'm like i never hated you during the pandemic well no you no but we got we got cranky at one another or i got cranky and and then you were sad that i was cranky 
Oh my god. Okay, moving on. All uh, right. Maybe I'm Wario. I think so. I, I'm I think Wario. You're Mario. We've conclusively proven that you are in fact Wario. I'm Wario. Um, uh, what am I playing? Elden Ring. And nothing. Elden Ring, baby. Yeah, it's really not. Nothing is exciting about what I'm doing. I'm playing Elden Ring. I found a little place where I could sort of smack around these these like monks. Have you managed to make it not fun for you yet? The way you do with all the games you play a lot. <laughs> I've been doing that lately. Yeah. I've been make, yeah, I've been like grinding. I don't know. It's different, right? Because it's not the game is in itself sometimes not fun. It's like built into what that. It's what, true. It does it does kind of punish you a little bit. Um, and so I've been trying to I've been trying to kind of just like take little nibbles as uh, as needs be. But I kind of find myself in places where I'm like I don't know how to kind of move forward in this game i'm not strong enough and you know so it is i think it is there's quite a bit of grindy grindy stuff going on you kind of have to enjoy the core of it or else it's going to be really hard yeah yeah so how about you what have you been doing uh, I'm starting my third playthrough of Triangle Strategy right now. Oh, I'm going, wow. I know. They, so they have three main endings and then a fourth secret ending. So I just I got the second ending um, yesterday and then this morning got up and just was like, all right, here we go. Going on <laughs> number three. Okay. But you know what's interesting? I bought that game because I thought it would be a fun game to bike to, you know, mm-hmm. to hop on the old bike and then and then uh, while I'm playing that. And it is, but you end up playing it for a lot longer. I picked up a game, a spoiler alert, in a few weeks we're playing a game called Wander Song. Mm-hmm. And um, today I just hopped on the bike and played that for 30 minutes and went like pretty hard during that 30 minutes. And like it was perfect. It was the perfect little morsel. And I didn't feel bad putting it down at all. It's that game. You'll see when we get to it um, how I feel about it and how Eric feels about it. Uh, <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. We got it. We got uh, we got no guests this week. Speaking of like episodes, uh, it's just uh, me, Eric, and Matt. Or uh, if Eric said it'd be Eric, it'd be me, Alex, and Matt um, chatting <laughs> about games from the Ukraine bundle, which uh, finished up, raised a bunch of freaking money. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the uh, awful stuff in Ukraine is still going on, but uh, hopefully, the funds get um, split among civilians who really need them. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, we're playing some of the games from that bundle. Hell yeah. It's a it's tight. They're fun. It's a I hope you got the bundle because I hope uh, you did too. Yeah, super, we're going to be playing a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Super super good games. Uh we're and if you listened to last week, you know that all this week uh the all options who's your abortion fund is participating in the National Abortion Access Fundathon. They're only trying to raise $35,000. Uh you can go to their website. Um fund.nnaf.org dash Hoosier H-O-O-S-I-E-R-A-F 2022 to find out more about it. Um, but it's obviously a very important cause. We've talked about them a bunch and uh, we really, really uh, appreciate what they're doing, especially in a state like Indiana, which does not have a very good track record when it comes to supporting women's right to choose. Uh, so help us uh, help the people uh, who are trying to help others. I think that that's a great idea. It's a great cause. I wholeheartedly agree. Why don't uh, we go? <laughs> why don't we head into the podcast for this? So like, this is a fun episode. Uh, we uh, had fun just hanging out. Yeah. I'm at a queue. 
I have a cue for you dudes. All right. All right. Here's the cue, which is short for question. Is that we yeah, all on board? That makes sense. Okay. Because A stands for answer. Okay. So I'm going to ask a Q. And we'll give you an A. Okay. All right. What's all right. So in one of the games that we played today, um, there's a mechanic, which I think is like one of the best mechanics in games. Okay. A bird skateboarding. All right. And I, <laughs> well, <laughs> it is in that. No, but, but, uh, uh, double jumping, I think is one of the best, uh, mechanics in, you know, just sort of like universal anytime you can like double jump like you know it's like you can jump and then like ooh, they're like there's something so fun about being able to double jump and it's not like you don't have to explain anything about it usually you know what i mean it's just like it is double jump right like so do you guys have favorite mechanics like for me like double jump is like you know like you're playing a metroidvania you can jump and it's like oh i can't reach that platform or whatever and then you get that double well, jump. so here's like, my question for you specifically do you like it better when you can double jump from the beginning or do you like to earn the double jump i honestly they're both great. <laughs> <laughs> honestly i have a blast i have a blast no matter what would like, you pay I love the, in a freemium I, game to unlock double jumping Oh my god, I hate that question <laughs> so much. I hate that question. If you have to do that to me, that's a that's I think a that's game. I think that's like funny. those game designers the like that's so funny and those people should be executed. <laughs> yeah. If you have to unlock double jump by, by paying money to do so, then <laughs> No, that's I, that's I, what I'm so here here's, for. Is here's that... mine is um Okay. The first time if you're playing like an open world RPG or something like that, not open world, like if, if you're playing an RPG where, you know, you walk into a, into something and then you're in like a specific like cave or something where you're walking around in the overworld, uh-huh. uh, being able to fly, either calling something that will pick you up. Oh, yeah. But specifically, yeah. I think that is something that is great once you unlock it finally. So you've been like trudging around, like walking places places getting attacked by random monsters and stuff like that and then suddenly you have access to the entire map everywhere you've been and uh you can just fly around that is i think yeah. an, uh, an absolutely universally incredible feeling <laughs> yeah absolutely i like that you know i I've, i think i found mine in yours thinking about traversing maps i really like like a like either like a slide or mm. like a dive mechanic you know where yeah. you kind of like something fun to do while you're walking around a map. Like, I think that that's a nice way to idle your time away, especially like in like a Mario game, like being able to jump and dive and you get like a little extra speed in like a 3d Mario. Yeah. I guess it's a dive. I'm going to go with dive. That's dive. Fun. All right. Yeah. Fly, dive, jump, double jump, double jump, double, double jump. jump. Well, the double jump in Elden Ring, Elden Ring with the horse is really fun. Oh, yeah. Really that. Yeah, you just like a little pop. You go boop, pring. Little magical jump. It's like the only way to like get to different places. Do you wish <laughs> that there Ring. was uh, like other mounts in Elden Ring 2? Or do you, are you a fan of the goat, the goat horse? Is the goat, is the goat horse I goated? I don't care, I think. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm just sort of like. This is what this I like that there are like 
stable mechanics in the game. <laughs> Any stability yeah, I, in that game you are on board with. Yeah. It would be fun to be able to like upgrade your horse or something. But at the same time, like it serves it, it like does what it needs to do so well. Like I don't really The thing about it though is it, it what's so interesting like to me uh, what's so interesting to me, excuse me. I, I I'm going to try to eradicate what's so interesting to me from my uh, vocabulary because I use it constantly and I am I think that that's fine though I I like it and it's so interesting to me how the (laughs) doesn't mean anything it signifies nothing no you're right Um, you're right I like that yeah interesting is just a bad bad word it's 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 taken the place of like I mean I should say like you know what's radical (laughs) like that it's a signifier that actually says a lot more because when I'm saying something's interesting I mean like it's radical you know it's radical Um, I find it radical to me how um, I completely forgot what I was going to say. Also, what were we talking about? That word is like, it's like an on ramp. It's an on ramp. It's weird to me in Elden Ring that you're right. There is stability in the, the horse mechanics in that game, but (laughs) there are so many other things that game really like encourages you to approach different situations with different tactics or ideas. So I'm not even yeah. thinking about upgrading your horse. I'm thinking about, so there's a horse that is like super mobile and like vertical and can do the double jump stuff like that. And then there's a horse that is just like fast and maybe like a little less wieldy. And then, uh, you know, a horse that has uh, like super high attack or something like that. <laughs> right, right. Or right. like a horse that's a dolphin. So you can start going like, can you, and, and stuff? You, you can't do anything in the water in Elden Ring, right? That's, that's, no, the water is Water's like a instant death. A death. It's a boundary. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know what you like. Different horses for different situations. Mm-hmm. I did just discover that the horse can sprint, which is huge. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also discovered uh, that you can sprint on foot, which is uh huh. That's yeah. yeah. Makes that's tri- <laughs> good. Also, good like level, a lot level thirty. Yeah. Trying to finally figuring that out. <laughs> you know what's funny is I think of like running as generally a like a good mechanic in games and i i think it's like it's it's it should almost always be the default mechanic whereas you can choose to walk you know what i mean like think about mario trigger style oh is that all right so i haven't even i haven't started chrono trigger yet spoiler alert i have not started it (laughs) I know this this episode was, we, we were to supposed play? to play it by today and I was like there's no way Eric's started it by now I don't want him to have to r- rush it in I the mean, week like, so yeah god it's like you know come on Elden Ring just came out it's and and that's now slotted into my rotation of like Rocket League and Apex Legends and then you know the bundle games that we play it's you know I'll get there you I want to boot play it up it. after I, this meeting that should be your goal is to yeah. open up Chrono Trigger and start playing it We'll watch you and make sure you're doing it. <laughs> I'm honestly down to just to make sure uh, Eric plays it, to just check in like once a week on like Tuesday nights, we go and on to discord and we watch you play Chrono Trigger for a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but, but shouldn't I, shouldn't I like, shouldn't I go into it? Like with the, the want to be playing. Well, you've had a month to want to play like... it so far. <laughs> Guys, Elden Ring just came out. <laughs> I mean, I'm playing it, but I've also got Chrono Trigger going. Where are you? Where are you at in Chrono Trigger, Matt? Can you say without giving it away? Uh, I've uh, gotten to right past the the festival. Oh, okay, sure. 
played yeah. like 15 yeah, yeah, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but you I started, started it. I'm sorry. Right. No, you're right. You're right. Matt's beating me. Just by 15 minutes. I'm, I, I'm about two hours um, in, so I'm beating both of you. But I also, having played it multiple times, know exactly what I know. Matt, you played it multiple times. You know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I um, just never beat it. I never beat it. Seriously? So to, to get through it. Yeah, and like I'm excited to beat it before Chrono Cross comes out on Switch because I feel like it's going to be a nice I know. Story. Chrono Cross is a game that I never played. And I, but I, the more I read it, one of the reasons I never played it was because they were like, it's not really a sequel to Chrono Trigger. But now I read about stuff that's like, oh, there's actually a lot of elements in it that are a sequel to Chrono Trigger. So I'm very curious to, to finally play it for myself now that it's going to be the most accessible it's ever been. From what you've read, is it? It's not story stuff. Apparently, there like... is some story stuff, but there's also like uh, items okay. and characters, and it's just like I, I'm just I am so curious the ways in which it is. So I, I can't wait to pick that up and cool. play it. I find it interesting that it's <laughs> it's, it's radical to me that Chrono Cross is uh, sort of a sequel, sort of not. Well, I think okay. So here's here's what I think, Alex is. And this is the thing that I've been thinking about lately with myself is is that you have to what you're saying in terms of like you're saying getting trying to get rid of I'm what's interesting is that is that like you want to you're almost trying to ask your brain to have the actual opinion about the thing you're about to say before you say it is what it is right now like, that's like if I say. <laughs> If I say what's interesting about that, like that's that's sort of it's such a neutral stance. And instead of being like, I think it's really cool. Even that is like or, or I think it's really weird or I think it sucks. I don't know. It's neutral. There's I nothing know. wrong. It, it, with I like, think it's a, a nice little introduction, a bridge into whatever you're going to be saying next. You know, like. So wait, let's. So you, without so the context it, in which I'm like saying just this, yeah. I'll, I'll tell two yeah. stories right now. There was one time I was in Jamaica and I was high out of my mind, and I was in <laughs> I was in a hut <laughs> buying weed from like a Rasta guy who like sells weed to tourists. Like that's the deal, and we got okay. some like really yeah. like. Uh, bad weed from that guy um, uh-huh. and on the wall was a quote that said small minded people talk about people medium minded people talk about events and like you know high minded people talk about ideas and at the time okay. that really resonated with me you know like at six, you were high 16, as 16 in Jamaica <laughs> high as fuck buying weed with my friend okay so cut to a number of years later the only like other thing in my life that has resonated with me in the same way was when I was studying abroad in India and this professor who was basically teaching a bunch of the classes that, that we were taking was like, if I could ask all of you English speakers for one thing for me, you know, your professor, it's eliminate interesting from your vocabulary because as a non-native English speaker, when you say that, it means absolutely nothing to me. Like I, I, I am I not – everything is interesting to to you people you know so don't just don't (laughs) say it just say the thing you want to say instead and it resonated with me on the same level as a a stone 16 year old in jamaica (laughs) reading that i should only talk about ideas as opposed to people and events You, you know what i mean that's funny 
I had a friend in in college who became like one of my best friends who we were in a class together and she was like, you know, you you always start these sentences with like, well, what's interesting is and that always makes me like want to punch somebody. And then you would end up saying something like interesting. And for me, it's always just sort of like. I'm going to start talking right now and I don't know 100% what I'm going to try to say by the end of this, but I have the seed of an idea and I'm just going to sort of like, let this be the process of me figuring this thing out. But I think you're right that like, if you can get rid of it from your vocabulary, then you just sort of start saying the thing and it's, you don't have to like put it on sort of a pedestal of your like, intellect right right well they say like effective communication you're always giving more space than you think you should be like you're not always feeling like you have to fill you know the air like it's okay to have moments of like collecting yourself to try to find this definitely not the case with podcast that's what i was just gonna say so like in the (laughs) podcast situation those little nothings are actually great because they fill (laughs) they fill the air they fill the they fill the dead space yeah, if we took out all the times that I said I think it's interesting, <laughs> we would have cut at least like two episodes from the you know sixty or so podcasts that we've done so far. So we'd be at like sixty four podcasts. At least we don't say like um or uh. I think we do, and we say like a lot more than we think we do. That was that's one thing I'm not sure when it crept back into my vocabulary because I used to be a person who didn't say like, and my neighbor told me one time you're. Uh, there's very few people in your generation who don't say like a lot. And I think you're one of those. And I really appreciate that. And then somehow you lost it's, it. I, it's crept back into my, my vocabulary. So I think that's a good challenge for us for this episode. We're not going to say, um, or like, and we're not going to say interesting. I sure. think, and if you do, then I shock you. I'm going okay, to, it's I'm going swearing. to make me so much more in my head. Like that's going to be a process. Interesting. That's so interesting. You know, <laughs> Like why? Why is that? We, can we why say like that? I found it very compelling? I found it uh, curious. <laughs> I think we can. You know, you the way to do that in a in a way that uh, keeps us. We should just like scream at one another. If like, don't worry about doing it. But I, you need that level of discipline from your peers. <laughs> oh, you're, you're you're talking behavioralism right now. We're just like exactly. We should. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's why I think we should do like a shock call. Okay. <laughs> we sort of are like in. We buzz the person when they say Alex it. Or ideally, we have comic. like he's a shock collar comic. <laughs> ideally, we have it set up so the computer will do it for us. You know what I, I mean? There or and you know what I mean is one too. You That's what let's I mean. get rid of that one. You also. know what we used to do in third grade when kids said like or um when they were uh, like telling a story? Did I just do it? In, yeah, you yeah. Did. Wow, as wow. You're making your example. Okay. Uh, See, we're oof, sick. We're sick. We have a sickness. But we would have them. Uh, other kids, when they recognized that someone was saying like or um, would just raise their hand. And it was like an indicator that like, it was not threatening or anything, but it would just kind of you kind of just raise your hand and say and it would kind of be an, a way of communicating uh, that it's something you are doing. I'm really, I'm thinking so much about it right now. And I want to say I think it's so great. And we have <laughs> no, to, we have to, you know, but, to be, become better people. We need to do this. That, this is something we need to do. But it's also, there's something that's so like cruel and, um, Lister can't see, but Matt and I both raised our hands <laughs> when Eric said like, 
it's just something so cruel and uh and high like like the like hierarchical uh, about trying to police language that is like normalized through everyday conversation right that is just people do that in everyday conversation and that's fine yeah i mean and that eventually became my stance on it i think that it is normalized right it's something that we've integrated and probably not uh to to a positive end but (laughs) it is the way it is but language is language you know it happened the way it works is the way it works i very much agree with that except these specific things are to me don't feel like pedantic things they are they are actually replacing like i just did it see yeah like more it's 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 more substantive it's fun it's fine oh it's fine fine. i was i thought you said it's fun it's fun to say it's fun i think it's i i like i like saying like all the time it's kind of fun to say like (laughs) we're saying like it's not like we're saying dislike to break it down we're saying like because it's it's like because it's similar to it's as though it is as though it is something instead of, instead of being we are creating space between the things we're saying and the and the and the things we're referencing. Yeah, it is, as, it is like that. It is as though we should say it is as though more often. <laughs> it is as though it is as though the double jump mechanic. It's as if the double jump mechanic was making me happy. <laughs> It is fascinating to me that the double jump mechanic, it's as though well, I am. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say is another one for me that I'm trying to get rid of. Uh-huh. Uh, here's what I say. Here's what I'll say a lot. Mm-hmm. I think that interesting specifically takes the place of fascinating, of curious, of all of these things, because something that is worthy of interest is everything. And that, that I think was the point that my Indian uh, professor was making uh, all those years ago. Which, which, like, which just you seem to have completely ignored up until this point. <laughs> I've been, uh, there was a time when I did, right. you know, it ebbs, it ebbs and it flows. And I, I'm just trying to get us as a podcast back into a level of rigor. You know, it's, I almost feel <laughs> that like I had a 21. We almost uh-huh. need to yeah. come up with some sentence frames for, which is another teacher thing for like, for, ah, for as though, for um, as though. <laughs> um, because you, what do you start with? You should start with the idea you're trying to say. Uh, so if I'm talking about Elden Ring and I'm saying, uh, instead of saying what I find interest or what's interesting to me is what I say, what I say is Elden Ring uh, has very, uh, it's very challenging. I just say the thing. Elden Ring is very challenging. <laughs> oh, as opposed whoa. to it's interesting to me how challenging Elden Ring is, you'd say Elden Ring is very challenging. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm avoiding the. It's so funny that. because I then it just that. becomes yeah, like sent just sentences, just one yeah, just subject and verb. 
That's uh, but I think that's a very uh, great example. Of that. That's I, that's a better. It signifies nothing. It is <laughs> right. only rounding it out. Yeah, Elden Ring is. But you know, you know what's really, you know what's interesting to me yeah. is that we've talked about this for so long. Uh, yeah, but do you know people? Have you known people who have replaced things like it is interesting to me with something that it and but they repeat that they you know like they at some point said like. I'm going to say instead of that is interesting, oh. I love, right? You know, I love that idea. And then they say, I love that idea so many times in a sentence. And you're just like, I want to smack the shit out of you because you've, you've just sort of created a new. While we're on the subject, why don't we remove violence from our language too? Yeah. I'm not going to. No. How about, how, how about that, Eric? I, no. Uh... <laughs> I want to smack the shit out of you. Unbelievable. How about instead of I want to smack the shit out of you, you say, I, want I, would, really rather you, I would really rather you didn't. Yeah, you're right. What if we just I neuter really our language? Oh, I guess actually neuter our language is that is something that I pretty do. violent. No, pretty, pretty violent. No, that's like, like a section, like a D. I, I have actually, I mean, my thing that I did was try to um, remove like gendered terms from my language. That was something that I started to try to do around like, 17 18 19 um which i think is there's i don't have a problem with that that i'm like that's a that's a good thing i tried to do with my brain Um, right well just being more thoughtful about the things you say is good you know so i think that (laughs) the i think that even the exercise of trying to remove something as you know uh banal you know as uh as light i believe it's pronounced banal banal Banal. <laughs> that's what uh that's my dark knight uh hentai website banal.com um the uh uh is that you know it's good to be thinking about the things you're saying instead of just getting caught in certain patterns of language that could eventually be construed as could could be perceived as violent or or harmful you know it's good to be thinking about your oh, okay. So now everything I say is violent and harmful, huh? Yeah, you're saying. I mean, me and Eric did have an incredible. Oh, we yelled at the, We got amazing outside of the metro. We really don't need to hash this out on the podcast. <laughs> it's really... It was so. It was so funny. <laughs> the best part afterwards is that I, 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 me personally, I didn't feel like any. Oh, there, there we go. That's one for me. I didn't feel any sense what, of what? irreparable damage or anything. Oh, like, that. like? I, I was just like. Oh, oh yeah, wow! Yeah. This is just happening. I'm just doing it. I'm keeping a tally of how many we say this episode at the end. I'll, I'll, I'll read it off. Love it. <laughs> but it it just didn't feel to me like at that it had as any. <laughs> you hear me catch it right there? It didn't feel to me <laughs> as it's though. insane. Once you start to try to police yourself to catch it, it really does completely fuck your shit up. <laughs> This is so yeah. funny. It's something that How should be done off of like. the podcast. You should be doing this work outside no, of no, the no. podcast. And the podcast should be No, this is how we keep it interesting. It's just the three ideas. of us. We're talking about games from the from the newest bundle. And we had to figure out a way to fill up a half hour before we got into the games. So I'm really glad we filled it. We got like up. a seven Extremely pedantic. I really enjoyed this. Um... No, but then I did call Alex and I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> or, I'm sorry. And you're I, like, I, I got in a, a big argument with a friend, like a screaming match about Kanye yeah. West a few days ago. <laughs> and it was. Did you watch all three episodes? No, it was the... not even in terms. It was just, I was shown 
the new song with the game on it and I was drunk and I was not liking it and I was just yelling about I how like I don't it. care about, like again how I don't um, enjoy uh, all of the pop culture references that Kanye West makes and we just we just couldn't see eye to eye but you know it was kind of fun and knowing at the end of it that it doesn't really matter you know it makes you appreciate you know having friendships where you can do that so well uh, yeah I, but i've also that's the, that's the way i felt about that argument that's fine too that, and I, i've also like you know what there i said it i said like i've also ended friendships before and i'm trying not to do that at, at, at this oh point my in my life you know what i mean yeah i hear you yeah, yeah. how close to destroying bundle buddies were we in that argument? no not at all but you know you there's just those you start to you start to go like Oh, I have this like tendency. You know what I should do is I should apologize because I have mm-hmm. this tendency. That's all it is, right? I think that's. I think that's. Uh, I, I didn't realize that, and I very much appreciate the apology. <laughs> this is nice. This is nice, right? You know, you just you, there's yeah. You can't have arguments with friends, but you need to you need to keep track of your friendships and your relationships. We were calling each other by the end. I was calling. We just Erica kept Cuff calling each other liberals. Liberal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. It was wild. It really went out there. And was like, I can't was believe I'm here to like, you know, referee this. And he did a good job of kind of like, he did a, he did a great job. In hypothetical lands right now, let's, he walked us, he walked us back. He were it was great. All the top 10. This was after, yeah, this was after like a really, you know, long day. I had already thrown up. <laughs> Oh, this was—it was kind of it, wow. it was an incredible yeah. night. It was really an incredible <laughs> night. Running, one of the first I've had like that in post-COVID. A, a long, yeah, exactly. I, I've had maybe, you know, two or three in the last two years that just the nights that felt totally epic, <laughs> totally epic sauce. You know what I mean? And this was one of yeah, them. Yeah, public public vomiting. Baby, after COVID, it feels different. You really are like, this is not. It okay. hits you different. This is this is unacceptable. I'm not. I mean, it's, it's the best was the, the guy nearby us was what he said. You like how I caught myself there? Yeah. The guy nearby us, he he exclaimed, uh, "Wow, this rocks! I haven't seen someone throw up in public in so long. I want to go hang out with those guys." That's so because me cool. and me and Cardi were laughing, so we were just we were having a blast with it. It was I was because I ate too much steak. I've been trying to uh, eat meat now to cut carbs out of my diet for my blood sugar's sake, and uh, I tried to go toe to toe with Alex Hanna and baby. I'm just not big there. fucking mistake. Just not big there. Mistake. He's a true carnivore, carnivore. Miss steak. Whew. I would say uh, it's not that I'm a carnivore; it's that I am an eater of food. Yes, that's yeah. true. I'm the consumer. In a way, I'm. Yeah, I, Eric. Eric one time described going out with me. There are friends he goes out to get drunk with, and there are friends he goes out to have nice meals with, and then there are friends. There's me, and when you go out, you just consume everything yeah. in front it's, of you. When that it's happens. fucking it's awesome. Great. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. I, nobody else I know. Everybody else I know is like uh, trying to. You know, they'll be like, oh, let's try this or whatever. And you will be so ready and willing to just order four or five 
Oh yeah, <laughs> voracious. I'm a man. I'm a glutton. I'm a man of many. Well, appetites. Alex's specialty is we all you all agree on you know more dishes than you would normally order, and then mm-hmm. the specialty is the server comes to take the order. Alex's order orders everything, and then you know adds one on right at the end <laughs> that we didn't discuss. But it's always fun, and then there's always. I'll never forget when my brother was visiting us in LA. Oh God, that was a truly incredible <laughs> we meal. Went, Another epic sauce moment. It was San Gabriel. We went to some beautiful Chinese restaurant, giant fish on the plate. And then you added that little plate of new silver noodles. And like, I think one bite was taken out of that thing because we were all like, <laughs> lamb noodles. They were my brother who had not been out with you like that before was like, Oh my God, Alex is so fucking cool. <laughs> Cause my brother does it. He loves to eat like that too. So. Well, my whole thing with those places specifically is that I will probably never go back to that restaurant again. And so I really want to get the things that are. I want to try all the things that I want to try at this place, because who knows when I'll be back there again. I think Um, that that's a speaking of trying new things. I think that's a perfect, perfect place to. To transition into the bundle games because this if if you've made it this far into the episode we probably talked about <laughs> the bumpers a little bit but we're playing we played some of the games from the new uh, bundle for ukraine this far into the if, episode if you made it through our entire argument about interesting and like i do have the count going right now eric has five matt has two i have four saying like um yeah saying like um, yeah, I'm, and not I'm sure I've missed going one or to two. police that in myself. That's to me. That's great. I, 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 Alex will we'll do it for you. We'll, I'll do it for you. So we don't have an incredibly stilted review uh, section of the episode coming up. <laughs> but uh, we are we played we we selected three games from the bundle for Ukraine. Uh, just ones that we looked through and maybe we hadn't heard of or were excited to check out or, or seemed interesting, quote unquote, mm. um, to us. Uh, and those were the ones we selected for this week. So I think in the next few weeks, we'll probably do a couple more episodes that are like this. Just uh, low touch, maybe guests or not guests, having folks on to just play through some of the new uh, Ukraine bundle games just because it's fresh in all of our minds. It came out, it finished up in the last month or so. Uh but they raised over six million bucks for the two charities, which is incredible. And uh, yeah, very cool. now we have uh, another thousand, couple thousand games or a couple hundred games to, to check out. Uh, so this week we played three games. They're Gunhouse, Promisa, and Skatebird. Uh, why don't we start with Gunhouse, uh, which is actually in the Racial Justice and Equality Bundle as well as the Ukraine Bundle. This is by Necrosoft Games. Necrosoft Games is the company or really the individual who put together the entire bundle for Ukraine. Uh this was Eric's selection for that reason. Yeah, um, it's a puzzle, infinite level, narrative, uh, touch-friendly tower defense game. There's also in there uh, the music is by Disasterpiece, which is cool. Uh, it's not Frog Fractions, which I thought was <laughs> that's what? a weird. Uh, that's what it says in the the like tag description. Not Frog Fractions, weird. which is such a specific thing to put in there what does that uh, load your guns does that mean that there's some other like hidden video game inside of this or there might that... be there could easily be who knows yeah, yeah. uh 
Load your guns, rain death from above, protect your valuable orphans, defeat giant and probable bosses. Gunhouse is part puzzle, part active tower defense, as you make big combos to launch a hill of bullets and special attacks of the alien invaders who would like nothing better than consume your delicious orphan friends. With infinite levels, you can play this forever. Upgradable weapons, hardcore mode, a unique visual style from artist Juan Ramirez, a weird fiction story by Brandon Sheffield, Street Fighter 30th, code by Jim Stordancer, Frog Fractions, and music by Disasterpiece, Hyperlife Drifter. Gunhouse from Microsoft Games will entertain the heck right out of you. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. maybe. So that's maybe. definitely one where it's like, no, don't say maybe. I, I mean, you know, I get it. Maybe you're being uh, silly, but that's one of those like, oh, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't say maybe. Don't, don't end that entire like delightful maybe. specific thing with maybe. <laughs> Fuck off. No, right. Wrong. You're like setting uh, no, people's this... expectations lower than you need to. Yeah, just like say what it is. That's fine. Uh, no, so this game is, uh, yeah, it's you're doing this kind of puzzle, this blocky puzzle sort of game where the blocks descend and you're sliding things off to the left or the right and trying to uh, combine four like in a in a square or you know six in a rectangle, um, you know, Tetris descendant in some way or dr mario descendant in some way and um and then those you can put you slot to the left or the right and it gives you like guns which you can load up or you know these kind of raining uh attacks from above mm-hmm. um and then you have sort of a time limit to do that and then the the monsters or the creatures or the the enemies will start coming at you and you you unload your ammo on them, and then once your ammo is unloaded, uh, you get the chance to do it again. And I found I found the puzzle to be very mind warpy. Like I, yeah, very challenging. I especially like, since yeah, it <laughs> I was. Like, oh really? Like I eventually like found. I I I felt like I was. I figured out certain patterns to do, like patterns in terms of button presses, but I was not really. I couldn't like figure out what exactly like I needed to do to get four together. Like I, I was the, not having trouble. I was having trouble with it. Yeah. The timing. The fact- I, I also had a tremendous amount of trouble actually getting my brain wrapped around the gameplay. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Once I sort of was able to vibe on it and um, it's a game that it's funny because it doesn't, it's not a game that really wants you to like actually figure those things out because of the speed of it. It really just wants you to fucking go. It wants you to right. like click as many times as you possibly can. And um, it, it, so to that end, it's there's not a whole lot of uh, it's not really a strategy game in that. It's kind of just a like, can you Arcade think fast? Well, but, yeah. but there were strategic components uh, that based on the, the the you have hearts in the upper corner and what will happen is these minions will show up to your house, the gun house and seal orphans and try to run away. <laughs> and you have three different levels of guns that you are loading uh, with ammo as you move it to the left or the right. And the point is at some points you really want to shoot specific areas. And so it's in your best interest to be strategic about where you put the ammo the level, as it goes right, down. Yeah. So if you can I... move, a block further down to shoot the little guys that are actually stealing the orphans. It behooves you to do that, yeah, which is where it I don't gets a little strategic. So. I don't think so. I think it's a, 
I as I played the game, I I realized like it's a game that just wants you to like slide these things over as fast as possible, click them as fast as possible, and re up because it it resets every time you run out of ammo. So there's no reason not mm-hmm. to just completely unload every time. Like you, that any time you pause to like try and make a decision like that, you're you're wasting like the valuable resource that is your time. Which I think is in some ways a critique I have of the game is that, and and I understand why you wouldn't want to make it so that you um, kind of like, right. If they had just made the decision to say you have 20 slides before this thing runs up, then you can be a little bit more strategic and time-based with it, but it's, it's so fast paced that it's, you know, maybe eventually you get to a point where you those decisions are relevant. But uh- that's interesting because when I was playing it, I there were, were often be times I would be so overwhelmed I would just get nothing because I'd be trying to click so fast to figure it out. Uh, yeah. And when you get absolutely nothing, you don't have any ammo. That feels really bad. Yeah, yeah. Because they just <clears throat> run you over in that situation. It's like a certain amount of time that it takes uh, before the the gun house resets and you're able to try again but they will they, they'll, they'll clean you out they're cleaning your clock for a little bit before that thing yeah comes you got it yeah you gotta get those guns ready for the gun house <laughs> you yeah gotta get you gotta ready. get the guns ready for the gun house you got a dragon gun you got a sort of a weird pink gun you got oh, you a got snowman gun ice yeah. gun i like the dragon gun or the thing that shoots that skulls onto them and then those skulls explode that's oh the, yeah the skulls are cool. gun because there's a bunch of <laughs> also if you, right? if you yeah, if you move more uh, big ammo blocks to the left or to the right, it will give you bonus power for that specific slot. I did um, like it. Just... It is so silly. It's so silly how how my brain is just sort of like set to be like, oh, yeah, when the tiny gun does the tiny thing, you know, that's fun. But, man, I feel good when I got the big gun to do the big thing. <laughs> like that, like weird, dumb part of my brain that's like, it is bigger now and that is cool. Because it'll really like fill the screen up when you get like the big ice drop. It'll totally yeah. fuck them up. Yeah. <laughs> the big ice drop, baby. Oh, big ice drops. Freeze them up a little bit. The, I- the art's really nice, too. It's a sort of nice illustrated uh, kind of feel. Yeah, uh, everything looks a little hand drawn and a yeah. little bit animated, which is really fun. Uh, there's not a lot of graphic-y kind of elements in this. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It there's looks, like weird, like sounds great. Like it's these, definitely like, pleasant to be in. This flying little like head dudes with the beards and stuff. Those little goofy head guys that you fought. It's those little goofy head guys. <laughs> I, it's so funny because like the game moves so fast that I didn't it have very fast. time to like really know what I was fighting against. It was just like I don't know. I think like and then like weird crane kind of you know like Doctor Robotnicky yeah like, flying hands with crane like clamps on the end of them. It's very well, silly. I beat I, the big ice cream boss. Oh wow. That what what day does that uh, big ice cream boss show up? I think for me it was I'm, at the end of day two, so I got okay. to the. I, end I of did day not three. make. I did not make it that far. Yeah, I I made it pretty far. I played this game for about an hour, and I feel like I got through a, maybe three days. I think mm-hmm. I really thought this game. It reminded me a lot of like an old Japanese like shmup, where just like, it was just like I don't have time to contextualize what's going on. I don't understand what I'm doing, why I'm doing any of this. 
uh, but there's a lot on the screen at one time. I kind of wish that, um, you know, the thing about a tower defense game is that it's it's so passive. Like you're you're only setting up your minions to do your bidding, you know, and you're never really actually uh, doing the, uh, you know, the actual attacking. And I enjoyed the way this married the puzzle element to the tower defense mechanic because it did feel a little bit more active than clicking around. But it also felt like I didn't have a ton of control. And I think it's because I just was not good at the puzzle part. So I, I think that's the biggest yeah. thing for me too. I did feel as it went on, I started to gain a little bit more of a mastery of it. I started to see the patterns a little bit more and could make things happen for myself yeah. Yeah. a little more than I had when I started. But it's not one of those sort of intuitive things like Tetris when you pick up and you're just like, this makes sense. Right. You yeah, know, no, and I which can, I do like. I like that they're it's, able It's not, to, not quite the same as one of the best games of all time, puzzle-wise, that you can just pay, anyone can sort of pick up and intuitively <laughs> figure out. I, I do, you know, it is always impressive that within the limits of, you know, you've got like 16 squares and three colors and you have to line them up in a specific way that this felt like, I don't think I had played this type of, you know, the the way that you move these blocks in either direction in order to get them drop, I had never really played something like that before. Because right? you're, like, you're you know essentially I mean? discarding the one on the left or the right. That just kind of goes away, and then the other yeah. it creates space for the thing above to drop down. Uh, but yeah. I couldn't I couldn't process in my head exactly what the order was to try to get the things to do what I wanted to do naturally. And there would be times when I would click stuff to try to make it happen. And I would be just completely wrong. And I keep on trying to do stuff because you are on a schedule and it would just be more and more wrong. Right. As, <laughs> as it goes on. That's what I was feeling Which is too. So frustrating too. I just didn't uh, know what was going to drop. That was what kept, I didn't know what I was creating space for. That's what I was having trouble with. And it was moving so fast that I didn't feel like I had, time to figure that out if that makes any sense there's also like things in the top part where it's like oh if you do the dragons like you're gonna get bonus for doing right right and baby i had no fucking clue i was just (laughs) going i was clicking dragon dragon you know well i wasn't sure what the bonus was was it more damage was it i think it it gave you a beef up yeah Yeah, okay yeah a little bit yeah yeah big time big time big time beef beef, yeah they were they, they gave you some beef ups if you got those guys, you want it. You got it like a little bit of a beef. And we're not talking an Eric style beef up. Here, oh baby, you know what I mean? that's a that's a beef. That's beef a up on beef out. Eighth Street, yeah. <laughs> beef up on Eighth Street. <laughs> that's my favorite uh, Bruce Springsteen album. Yeah, beef up on Eighth Street. So final thoughts for me, I, if I'm being totally honest, this is a pass for me. Hmm. It's fun, but it. It breaks my brain in a way that I didn't enjoy. Mm-hmm. Where it it makes my it makes my brain do something that causes anxiety mm-hmm. and not in a kind of a fun way for me. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many elements of this that are so it's it's a very well designed and well made game. It's just the way my brain works. I could imagine there would be someone who would play this and be like, I get it. You yeah. know? Yeah. They they understand how this works and it clicks for them and they are just cruising and it's having fun. That is not me. I'd be curious to see if I maybe I could force myself to become one of those people or to be better at it. But at the same time, I'm kind of like I just don't. You know why why would I go into this game that makes me anxious mm. uh, when I'm playing it? So that's the way I felt about it. Um, 
having said that, thank you so much to Necrosoft Games for making putting together the bundle and uh, for making this game. Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts? Um, so my thought about this is that I would say it's a pass with a caveat. I feel like in a different context, on a phone or maybe on the Nintendo Switch with a touchscreen, I could see myself getting more into a game like this. Uh, because I just was feeling, I wasn't getting that sense of flow using a controller. It still felt like there was some Oh, you were distance. using a controller? Yeah, I was using a controller to play this. Oh, yeah. no. Or, that's wild. Or my mouse oh, my and God. keyboard, I guess. I don't know. I, I Maybe mouse. I was using my mouse and keyboard. But, um, <laughs> I, but yeah, I know that this game is on uh, iOS, and I know that it's and probably on Android, and I know that it was originally a PSP game, which also had a touchscreen. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, oh, I cool. wonder if it would be more fun in that context. But like Alex said, I was just having too much trouble controlling the game, and it just felt like too much of the experience was out of my hands. And mm-hmm. yeah, so for me, it's it's a pass. Uh, it was yeah. You would need to use a mouse or yeah, a touchscreen on this i wonder if on a phone you're gonna have enough space uh for it to make like matt's got pretty a pretty big honking phone big phone big phone map uh for me this game is a play um you know the art is goofy it's like it is it's it is rough around the edges in some ways but i i do you know anytime someone creates a kind of puzzly you know it is. It's like cacophonous. It's a cacophonous game. Um, with cacophony this, is a great way of putting it. This puzzle element to it uh, that I think is unique, and um, you know, made it made it made it fun, even when it was like a little mind twisty. Um, you know, you beat the big ice cream man. There's some like story element that's going on that's orphanagey, but yeah, it's it's. It's a wild mess. You dive in for a little bit, see if it's your thing, and if it's not, uh, there's more games out there to play. Uh, fantastic. Uh, let's move on to the next game, which was oh, and also Microsoft Games. Once again, thank you so much for putting together. The yeah, button. thank uh, you. I, I doubt I doubt you'll listen to this, but uh, that was amazing <laughs> work you did. Um, let's talk about Premisa next. Uh, this is from the Ukraine bubble specifically. It's by. Julian Palacios, an adventure, atmospheric, art game, experimental, narrative, relaxing, surreal walking simulator. Promessa is a personal project born from a family conversation where you wander through dreams, memories, emerging from a dialogue between a grandfather and his grandchild. Whilst listening to someone trying to remember their experiences past and present blend together, forming strange streams of images that are both personal and shared. From memories of homes and streets to surreal visions of imaginary places, Promessa is a contemplative experience about what happens when we're left dreaming of the things we haven't lived firsthand. Um... This is one of those strange – I think art game is a really great way of playing it. There mm-hmm. is a lot going on under the hood in this one, and it really is just a vibe. Yeah, it's not yeah. – it's it's almost more of a theater piece, like a digital theater yes. piece than it is yes. an art game. And it's not right. – I don't mean that in a bad way. Not at, at all. Because you can – you know, it's it is very like – it's cool. This is a cool game. You're just sort of it's very cool. you're in these these spaces and you're kind of moving from these like basically small digital architectures like through these kind of dark passageways 
I guess, in a sense. And it's, um, you know, the, the, the like art design of it, I would say is not, um, like, you know, the, the, just the textures of the spaces as you get closer to them, it feels like they are textually Very designed pixelated. to be, yeah, for, like yeah. seen from far away. And then like, suddenly you're kind of in these, these pixelated spaces. So it's not a like, Except there were times when it wasn't. That was what was so strange to me. There is a very – so apparently – not apparently, but when you play through this at the end, it says no playthrough will be the same. You can go to scene selection now that you've played through it one time. Yeah. It's about a 45-minute playthrough, and you can choose the ones you've already played to play them again, or there's ones that will be question marks that you haven't played through. So I'm pretty sure whenever you play through, it all just gets chopped up and put in a different order. Uh-huh. And that there are scr- – I, I don't know if the screen's in, in between – where you sort of have the dialogue from your grandfather uh, describing specific things change every time or if they're tied to specific scenes that come afterwards or if it's just the same thing every time as he goes through. there, It's kind of on you to create your own sort of narrative there. But on in one specific scene, you walk up to this table and everything is kind of pixelated like you're saying. And then there is one spoon that looks – like graphically the highest fidelity spoon I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> and it made me realize, cause I was really frustrated as I was playing this, that the, it was my computer that was screwing it up uh-huh. or the fidelity was somehow wrong. The resolution was weird or something like that. So I kept on screwing with the features, trying to figure it all out. And then the spoon shows up and it, it's rendered perfectly. And you're like, and I suddenly uh... realized that, Oh, it's a choice to have it kind of rendered a little pixelated. Interesting. Or, yeah, yeah. There's something else going on. You, you know, like that is part of it. I think yeah. it was absolutely a choice. I mean, like I think that it looks. I love the way this game looks. I love. I think yeah. it's it's gorgeous. Like just like the lighting and the actual architecture in this game. Like the sense of space. The lighting is fucking cool. It's yeah, awesome. yeah, it's unbelievable. And like, dare I say, cinematic? I, oh. I think you may dare. I think you may dare. Um, I um, it reminded me of that Italo Calvino book, Invisible City, or is that Invisible Cities? Yeah, I think it's Invisible Cities. But it's um, it's just it's just like that book's just all of this writing about like an imaginary city, an imaginary place, and like all of the just kind of moving through uh, these descriptions of these impossible places, and this that's what this felt like, and like it. I, pl- I woke up at like five in the morning and started playing through this. I played through the whole thing. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, and it was what a, what a time to play through. It was this a great time. Game. Unbelievable. Like it was, it's, it's so um, strange and uh, I don't know. It really feels like you are as though you are um, in someone's memory or in someone's dreams. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that it was inspired by these real conversations between the the developer and his grandfather it to me it's inspiring to think about a way of creating art based on your family history i don't know in a sort of experimental um fashion i don't know it I, I, there, there was i i there were two things that stuck out to me more than anything else one of them was you you were exploring a specific apartment uh, from a number of different angles mm-hmm. a number of different ways, maybe a few different apartments, but there's one you keep on coming back to that is off a courtyard yeah. and up some stairs and you walk through it at, at various stages. The last time I walked through it, it was completely empty. Another time I walked through it and there were items in there. One time I was only in one of the rooms mm-hmm. uh, before it sort of faded to black. Uh, 
and being able to experience a room at different stages of, it, of its existence so unmoored from any kind of narrative element was really fascinating. Yeah, I couldn't help but be because, like, oh, this is his grandparents' place that they lived in. You know, like you start, yeah, to, you start to do these. Exactly. You start to add this is where they narrative. Live. Is this when they first moved in or when they moved out? Right. Is this yeah. when he, he, they talked a lot about visiting at some point times to go do it? Is this when they came back and visited at some point yeah. to do the, this sort of thing? There were other buildings that you would see where maybe they worked and things would be some elements of it would be in very rich detail and some of them would be not. And, and that to me is kind of like describing, you know, the limits of, of words that this person can kind of get out to describe these elements or the, the way in which dreams don't always fill in all the details. It's sort of fill in a little right. bit. Uh, I, the, the part that was so cool to me is like, you know, I had this opportunity to walk through these spaces that were kind of, kind of set up and felt like, you know, somebody had sort of, just kind of built these like art architectural space, you know, like not any different than like, you know, walking around in a multiplayer game in like perfect dark. Right. You know, like, you know, just sort of like spaces that were built that you could move through. And it was like, okay, these are spaces I could, that were built that I could move through. And it's kind of got this context of moving through this dark void between it. That's super cool. Um, and interesting, you know, is it going to just sort of keep being that? And I would have been totally okay if it had just sort of been, that sort of the same note over and over and then you know i've done that a couple times and then the next place i walked into was this sort of like as if i was inside of a like a living organism and it was raining and there was a bright red scooter like so i started moving closer into the rain of this like you know it felt like the mouth of a you know, I was inside of the mouth of a giant creature or something like that with rain coming down to this bright red scooter. And I was like, that image is so cool. And then I saw that scooter just like, like placed, like, un, you know, like almost thoughtlessly, like in another location, sort of, you know, and it had that very, you know, very surreal quality to it. And I was like, this is cool. This is a, such a cool way to you know, think about the importance of, you know, objects that we've seen and, and the mundane mundaneity of them without context, you know, the, those two things together uh, is such a cool visceral effect. Yeah. I mean that um, there are images in this game that I won't forget. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it makes you think about, I mean, I think the power of, interactive media in yeah, that this is one of those games that does that for yeah because sure. you're thinking of you feel like a the autonomy or the sense of like control you have over exploring the space even though it's limited it's extremely limited mm -hmm. you're nonetheless like exploring you're having to do something to get closer to a thing or uh you know turn the corner and i really feel like place as a um something that sits in our memory, you know, it's so specific and it's so, uh, you can redraw, you can recreate space virtually. So I think about like, even like a childhood, uh, bed, uh, bedroom or your house you grew up in can be recreated. And I feel like there's something more powerful about a representation, a virtual representation that can be interacted with than 
say a uh, like a film version, a film portrayal, or even like a description. There's something not that those things are are less can be less you know compelling, but I think that being able to move through a space connects you to it, right? Like there's mm-hmm. so I don't know. I I was thinking. Big old deep thoughts playing this one. <laughs> there, me too. A hundred percent, Matt. And that question of like cinema, you know, th- that that was the biggest thing to me is just watching this and thinking this is a short film. This is a longer film. And that's my only thing I wish there was more of is I wish – I know it's not what it was doing, but I wanted more of a narrative. I wanted a little more that I could grab onto just because I suppose there, there would be a world in which – I could just project my own experiences on this in some way, which I I think is when you're watching something in film passively, that's what you're doing. You know, it's a passive thing where you bring, uh, you are are experiencing a little more of what they are telling to you. Uh, but when you're doing an interactive thing, I, what am I even trying to say here? There's an element of it that I, I just wanted more to be able to grab yeah. onto. Yeah, but I, there I wasn't a narrative. There wasn't something going on. To, I think it's interesting yeah, to try yeah. to because they they are trying to not pervade per- the experience of their grandfather, but right. to do the just show the places. No, right. to do the experience of you know hearing something and try to represent what is in your mind, right? So mm. it is that disconnect. Yeah. There is a disconnect there that is intentionally trying to be portrayed, which I think is cool. Yeah, it's uh, really cool. I, I think that that- And very rare. Yeah. Did you guys do the um, the the trolley car, like start in the trolley yeah. car? Yeah. Because that, was, that awesome. was so, that was a wild, that gave me, that was the thing that gave oh, me anxiety in this I didn't. I didn't start in a trolley car. No, At one I'm point though, I was going- was moving away from you. I, I I came out of the house and float, was floating down and was looking up at it, and the trolley car drove over me <laughs> as I was looking out. There was a point where you start, and the trolley car is moving away from you, and you're moving to, towards it. And because of the effect of you feel like you're in a moving space, you suddenly are moving at a speed that is is anachronistic from the speed you are moving the entire game. Yeah. And you moved through the trolley car, and then there was the in, like the outline of luggage ahead of it, and then the trolley car kind of drives through you as the the space sort of floats away, and that was like I don't know, it was very evocative. Yeah. This game is evocative. We play, uh, I, sorry, yeah. <laughs> it reminds me. I think you're going to say yeah. we're talking about the night journey. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It, this is like a, another game in that vein of a, an art game that's more of a vibe than it is anything else. Uh, this, I think, is more successful at creating a specific vibe than the Night Journey was. It's more to be totally successful honest. at being something you want to play. Yeah. yeah. Well, this one that's feels fair. like it's based on something. I mean, just having even the conceit of it being inspired by these conversations gives it a personal touch that the Night Journey just the, the Night Journey just felt so abstract. You know, Should this, we get to right to final? We need to. Yeah. For me, this is a, for me. This is a, a it's, a we're all plays, all, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I think we've all we've all said what we feel about yeah. it. It's a play from all of us. It's a play for me. Yeah, it's a play for me. It's a play for me. Uh, this is just pick it up. You got it in the bundle if you're listening to this. Probably, it's definitely worth just spending 45 minutes yeah. with. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. What are you doing that's so fucking good that you can't do it, huh? It, You're not better than like this. this is this is it's a good version of the art 
game. Yeah, capital A, capital G. And a good version of the walking simulator in some ways. And speaking of games that are worth your time, we got Skateboard. Hello! From the Ukraine Muddle by Glass Bottom Meg, a 3D relaxing sandbox skateboarding sports bird game. The description, you're a lonely little bird. And your big friend is hung up there, bored for good. Their job sucks, and lately they're barely ever home to play with you. You're going to fix all that with the power of being a chill little skateboarding bird. <laughs> you may be tiny, but the more you skate, the more following you get. The more the world of bird skating will open up. Birds will come check out your park, help you find more parks, and together you'll somehow fix big friend's life. Above all else, skate birds try their best. Oh, fuck. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do anything as far as big friend goes, but baby, <laughs> baby... Skatebird is worth it for no other reason. The goods. For no other reason than the bird randomizer in the character select scene up top. <laughs> These birds are cute as fuck, and you can make a bunch of goofy ass looking birds with like silly hats and stuff. Oh you, my you can God. pet you can pet them too. You can pet the bird. The yeah, bird petting simulator <laughs> in it is so silly. Oh my God. It's got what you want. You've got skateboarding. You got a bird. So we played um, uh, uh, Skate Tricks or whatever, which was the wizard skateboard game. The wizard skateboard game. And and that game was a definite magic trick. Magic trick. That game was a definite play. This game is so much more playable of a skateboarding game than that game yes. was. Um, I, how much? So, okay. It's funny because, like, you know, I was playing it and it's just it's the it's basically tony hawk right like i don't like nobody is nobody's doing these like indie skateboardy games um and like you know taking skateboard controls to the next level right like it's all just like let's use the tony hawk (laughs) yeah well yeah you know i will say ollie ollie just to just as a quick oh that's that's why i yeah that's why i brought up the double jump yeah i do feel like ollie ollie does um sometimes it it does new things with skating this whereas uh uh skatebird is very much so just like wearing the tony hawk like influence on its sleeve except that you can double jump because you're a bird that's true i do love the double jump the double jump is fun I, I feel like this game is interesting because I feel like it's very ambitious. I <laughs> I get the sense that it's not just a little game with a small – maybe it's a small team. Um, but it's definitely uh, – Tony Hawk, I think it was three or four, got rid of the time limit and just allowed you to free roam around the level and you interact with NPCs who would give you uh, yeah. the tasks and things to do, which is what you do in this game. Um, and those tasks were, I will say, very mundane yeah. and um, yeah. it just kind of felt like a fetch quest. But <laughs> I um, I think that it's it's a very cute and charming game. I do. I like the birds are cool. <laughs> I just there were certain aspects that I, I felt a little frustrated by this game and the controls sometimes. Like, well, I, that's the th- yeah. yeah, it's it's funny because like if you. As somebody who played Tony Hawk, you know, kind of from the point that it came out to, you know, whenever I got bored of playing Tony Hawk games, you did watch the controls of the game get better every time they released it because they were totally. they were creating an innovative way to move through a through a space, right? They weren't just you weren't walking, you were trying to like be on a skateboard and being on a skateboard is 
difficult. <laughs> like right. you have a you have a constrained range of motion. If you land perpendicular to how you were moving, you will fall off. Right. Like there's a lot of these things that are like actually very frustrating. And then part of the point is that you, you know, get better at mecha- like using the mechanics inside of the game. But right. it does feel frustrating to play a game that is like, oh, it almost took you back to that first time playing Tony Hawk, which was like it needed all sorts of like cool music and fun little like sound effects and special ups to convince you that it was not a frustrating experience. A lot of totally. I will say the music in this game is super cool. I like the music <laughs> a lot. I, yeah, it takes you back to Tony Hawk's pro skater one just by virtue of there being no manual or revert. I, oh, I you feel can manual. Like, oh, there's a manual. manual. Oh yeah. But there's no revert. So you can yeah. do like a yeah. so that the revert in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three like really brought <laughs> yeah. that game to like I think like that was the peak because that's when you could do disgusting stuff with like the Rodney Mullen style like revert down to a manual and then start doing goofy ass like exactly so like there was a high ceiling in terms of skill where in this one none of the um, you know the little side quests or missions you're doing are actually. Uh, trick based they're all collect you're just collecting things and yeah. i you know when i play a, a, a skateboarding game i really like to combo and things like that and as a platformer i found this game frustrating you know mm-hmm. like it was just like getting up to certain parts of the level doing the correct jump to get to like the fork for example was not exactly fun but yeah. again, but the charm of the birds <laughs> kind of makes you love this game. You really can't say enough about how cute this game is. It, uh, imagine, imagine the cutest version of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, and this is cuter than that. <laughs> also, there's there's Thrasher magazines on the wall, but it's Thrasher because it's you're a little bird. <laughs> I like it's that. So I picked up this game. I, I played it the other day for maybe. Um, I want you to say like maybe 17 hours, thir- maybe 30 okay. minutes because, because it was the first one that I was drawn to for this playthrough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I didn't really get a chance to come back to it. So I barely scratched the surface of it, but my experience was echoing a lot of what you guys said was you pick it up. You're instantly so charmed by it. You start to go in the skateboarding and f- out the gate. It doesn't feel super duper fun to do the skateboarding. Mm. As you keep on playing, it gets more and more fun. And I think the point is really to follow the quests for a while. That If you do that, it's going to unlock more things for you. It's going to give you the kind of skills you need in those situations. And then as you just progress along that, it'll get better and better until I'm imagining it, it opens up. I wonder if they have I, a... I didn't get there. Yeah. I just started to like uh, cruise around and try to do my own thing. And then just kept on falling down. And my, my landing with the bird was really hard mm-hmm. if you're doing certain things. I couldn't do any tricks. I didn't know how to do anything. And my experience of playing it was a little underwhelming and it does not matter at all because the, the game is cute. so <laughs> they're so True. fun and it's so clear that it is there. It was a user situation that I didn't give this as much time as it deserved versus this game is deficient. Yeah, no, I think that that's true. Yeah, I, I I hope that's the. I got to the third level and it was. <laughs> I hope that's the case. I I got to the third level and it was still feeling the same as the first one. There wasn't a lot of variety mm. in terms of the levels. I feel like I wish there was more 
uh, more modes. I just wish there was something else. I, I'm feeling my sense, and again, I haven't completely beaten it, so I, I probably will continue playing this because I'm a sucker for skateboarding games. But I skateboarding, skateboarding games. Sorry, <laughs> I, I hate I hate to correct I, you, but I, we have to be I, correct I, about this. I know, damn it. Um, but the, yeah, I just I feel like I wish there was more a little bit more to it more modes maybe even from the main menu like a trick attack mode or something like that and maybe that'll all unlock after i finish the story as you said so i'm gonna um uh give it give the benefit of the doubt for now final thoughts uh i'm a play on this one it's birds it's tony hawk it's Maybe not as fleshed out as it needs to be, but in terms of being worth your time to check out in the bundle, if you like skate birding games, this is <laughs> definitely up your alley. I'm a, I'm a big time play. Uh, Eric, how about you? Yeah, it's adorable. You're birds. You got the Ukrainian bundle. Like, what the fuck else you doing? Download this game. Goof around for a little bit. <laughs> fuck around with the bird randomizer because... <sighs> baby you're gonna see some cute goofy ass looking bird yeah that was one of the things i could tell katie came by and really liked the bird they randomizer. also look really good like the graphics on the, the birds, birds look really pretty good. tight somebody spent some mm -hmm. some like <laughs> some hours on that some some power on uh on those birds you know it's it's a skateboarding game so it's got all of the the sort of frustrating elements that a skateboarding game has uh but yeah how about you matt I'm a play just because of the, the bird petting mode. <laughs> I, I think that it's, you know, it's a fun homage to Tony Hawk. I don't yeah. think it's to be taken too seriously. Right. It's, it is, it, if you're a fan of Tony Hawk games and you want to see something kind of take the piss out of that entire series, um, play it. It's a fun parody. Parody. <laughs> Look at that. Scra scrim. That's a triple play, folks. That's two triple plays this week. Uh, that's it for the games we played. Uh, we don't have a guest, so we don't have to do plugs or anything like that. I guess let's – should we roll right into the like count? I want to hear it. Okay. Coming in at 11 likes, you have your boy Alex Honneth. Oh. In second place with 22 likes, it's, of course, Matthew oh, Hatt. Wow. I said a lot of likes. <laughs> And in first place with 58 Oh, likes, my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I am not kidding you, Eric. <laughs> we have Eric Ross. Should I be trying to say like less? I don't know. That's what we were talking about earlier. But it sure is, it, it, is, it, is, it, is it uncharming when I say it? I don't know if it's uncharming or not. That We'll have to leave it up to the listeners. Uh, tweet at us. Is Eric a coarse vagabond for saying like so much? <laughs> Is he a barbarian? Uh, is he uncouth? Would you not want him to call uh, for supper? <laughs> Let us know in the comments. Are you accepting Eric's invitation for supper? Holy shit. That, that really fucks me up. I'm sure I had more likes, but I was trying to count how many I did uh, as I was saying them, which was very hard. A uniquely, uh, we're talking gun house levels of brain <laughs> flips going on. Jesus. <laughs> I've got to I'm going to have an existential crisis about this now. It's okay. That's great. Hey man, beef up or beef out. That's what I said. <laughs> there we go. Beef up on 8th Street. Beef up on 8th Street. <laughs>
Alex, I think that we're getting really good at this. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, next week, we got on our good old friend, Donovan R. Lampa. Um, I don't know if Don's middle name it begins with an R, actually. I don't think it does. <laughs> Don's a dear old friend of me and uh, Matt from college. Uh, another one of those like actual gamers we have on the podcast. Love it. Fun. I uh, love it when we have actual gamers and not just our for, idiot for friends. Once, for once in our damn life. Hell know. yeah. Uh, the games we're playing are Hypnagogia, Boundless Dreams from the Ukraine Bundle by uh, Raptorsoft and Soda Raptor, a 3D retro PSX atmospheric exploration fantasy horror adventure. Uh, we're playing Wandersong, Wandersong uh, from the Ukraine Bundle by Banov, a uh, musical single player adventure, and Zero Ranger, also from the Ukraine Bundle by System underscore Erasure, a 2D arcade pixel art shoot 'em up. Uh, oh, we are we're playing more Ukraine Bundle games next week. We should just say that. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> that's podcasting. That's that's podcasting, dog. That's podcasting, dog. You're the podcast now, dog. <laughs> um, one more thing before we leave. I'm watching. Are you watching the dropout on Hulu? Uh, no. Camille Camille's watching it, and it's, uh, I've caught some uh, some tidbits over her shoulder. It's it really like I I feel like culture is now set in like my prime you know what i mean they're making like art that was long enough that set long enough ago that it was when i was in college and stuff like that uh-huh. and i feel very pandered to and very triggered by it because <laughs> should be like driving the car listening to fucking passion pit it's like oh my god like this is just too much yeah i can't deal with it dude it's a long time ago it's happened mm-hmm. this is this is what when we were watching uh that 70s show that's what our parents felt like Man, you know what? What are we doing if not hanging out down the street? Same old thing we did last week. I mean, any, any, anything, any like nostalgic look back that doesn't include uh, me watching that '70s show. Just sort of. <laughs> <laughs> so your your version of the dropout. What would it be? What would it be called? Like the gymnast or something like that. The gymnast. Yeah, yeah. A lot of just sort of like coming home. What do you think? What do you think the thing would be that like would the like big crime that took you down would be? And then that would be like the name of it. Or I guess I guess not like it because Elizabeth Holmes. It's not. A, she's a dropout. It's that that's sort of like. That's part of her like origin story, and that was the thing they fixated on. So I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a good crime that I've done. It's just smashing. How about smashing glass bottles in the streets? <laughs> yeah, smashing glass bottles in the streets. But that's a Hulu show. Smash. It would just be air, called smashing. Glass, smash, 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 smash glass. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like a smash class. I know. All right. Like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review there, please. And check us out on the web at bundle underscore buddies on Twitter or www.bundlebuddies.com. We'll see you next week for some more fun. Until uh, then, I love you, Eric. I love you too, Alex. Bundle Buddies is produced by Matthew Haddock. Our theme song is Neo Shiki by Roll Music. Email bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com to say hi. Hi.